0: this is it i am so excited that Um, it is almost over but then that also just means that i have to read fucked up things next so
1: yeah i told jacob that you were reading how's it pronounced like manga mango i don't know i think it's manga i don't fucking know about how a woman like kills people with her tits and i was like that's kind of badass i'm not gonna lie
0: (laughs) yeah it's something that's for sure
1: like her it's like their own form of feminism It's okay. Hello, Unhinged friends. We are so glad you're here to be a fucking problem with us. I am your host, Jenna. And I am your host, Jesse. And we are so very excited to see what shenanigans Sam and Elvis get into during this final installment of Eternal Flame by Patricia Garber. When we hung out last, Elvis Presley and Sam spent the day together. They went to a coffee shop where Elvis learned how to use a computer, visited her family's abandoned creepy cabin where they had a really terrible and a very creepy makeout session, and they even went so far as to yell, Hello, whoop In the middle of a Texas roadhouse honky-tonk. If you are lost or confused, please listen to our two previous episodes from the last couple weeks. They are chock full of information that you will need in order to really be up to speed with the shenanigans that happened today. Any predictions? Because we're going to get into the end of this book, Jesse. What do you think is going to happen ending-wise? Give me the deets. What do you think is going to happen?
0: I think that they have premarital sex and then God gets really mad and hopefully smites both of them, and then they just both die, but forever this time. Or, or I think that Priscilla finds out that he's alive and she comes and just
1: murders both of them. Either way, I wanted to end where they both die. Okay, I guess we'll find out, won't we? So, after their night out, Sam wakes up the next morning again, unspanked because he wouldn't spank her before she went to bed. Thank you for the reminder. You're welcome. Sam wakes up the next morning, and Elvis is singing church songs, hymns, whatever people call them. I saw going to church a long fucking time ago. He barges in her room in his Sunday best and he tells her to get up and Adam, let's get ready to go to church. She's very adamant about not going to church but then Elvis tells her that God said that today is her day to return to church and I guess when the big man tells you what to do, you gotta do it. That sounds awful. Like,
0: I don't need other men to boss me around. I don't need men in the sky to tell me what to do, okay? No.
1: (laughs) I mean, after all, she's really turned her back on him since her mom's death. But he also says that if she doesn't go to church, then God will take Elvis away from her. Please, for the love of God, do that. Like, (laughs) oh no not Elvis but I
0: hate it when God sends me a magical boyfriend and then takes him away because I wouldn't go to church
1: (laughs) it's almost like he's God and he can do anything he wants right (laughs) so Sam's very reluctant but you know she harrums and she's like fine I guess she gets up and she starts to get ready for church but the entire time she's like screaming at God and like saying things to him and every time she says something Elvis is like what and she's like I'm not talking to you that
0: is very creepy but also just quick sidebar what if the second book of this is that satan sends her somebody like satan sends her a boyfriend right but it's just like hitler
1: oh no that would have been a way better book (laughs) but at one point she screams at god that he's a mama stealer so obviously her beef with god is surrounded around her mom's death so she's like you're a mama stealer and god's like i know you are but what am i (laughs) pretty much. He's like, what are you going to do about it? Not go to church? Ooh, I'll just take Elvis away from you. Elvis comes into the room and she starts crying over her complicated feelings that she has towards God. Like, she really doesn't want to go to church. Just the idea of her going just scares her and she's actually sobbing. She feels ugly and she feels that her heart is full of hatred. Elvis comforts her and then she stops crying. Thank God. I've already read about Sam crying like eight times throughout this entire fucking book now. Good.
0: Just like uh, a girl on the period. (laughs) <laughs> like, that's what we're describing? Okay. That's I, me I, every month. Like,
1: Yeah, I was about to say, like, I have never met anybody more emotional than me until I read this book. I've met people more emotional than you. So, crazy thought. Let's do some predicting. What church do you think Elvis is making her go to?
0: Um, The Church of the Latter-day Saints. No, that make for a better storyline. Plot twist, it's Warren Jeffs. Brought back by Satan. No, remember, her dad's a pastor. Okay, <laughs> I don't... Daddy's church. I'm sorry, what? Wait, it's her daddy's church or it's called daddy's church (laughs) it's her daddy's church that he preaches at okay that's fine because the alternative was like it would have been funnier but also so much worse
1: daddy's church just sounds like a whorehouse (laughs) other
0: jenna are you listening that will be the name of our cult church
1: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So they arrive at her daddy's church. And I need you to hold on tight because things are going to get really crazy and confusing really fast, okay? The church that she hasn't stepped into since her mom's funeral, she hasn't seen her dad in at least two months. So it's been a hot minute. She runs into a woman named Maddie that she has apparently known for years. And this is the first and last time we meet Maddie in this book. But Maddie makes a joke that Elvis looks like an angel to her and then said that Sam's dad would approve of him as long as he's a man that's close with God. Sam tells her that he's so close with God that it's scary. And honestly, that kind of got a laugh out of me when she said that. So apparently Maddie is Louisa from Encanto because she goes right up to Elvis and she literally just picks him up in a bear hug. And she's just so happy that Elvis actually brought Sam back to the church. So she just picks him up and like lifts him completely off the ground like Louisa. Have you seen Encanto? Yeah. Like she throws goats on her shoulders and she's like, I lifted this whole house. Apparently that's Maddie. Girl boss. Oh God. So the service starts and she and Elvis are sitting right in the front row. Her dad comes out and he sees her. He gets very excited. She hasn't been to church in a very long time. But when he sees a man sitting next to her, he's almost peaceful. And I guess in the past, he's been like really on the defense when Sam's like too close to a man. I mean, Jimmy apparently wasn't good enough because he played devil music.
0: But Elvis, he wiggles his hips and is sexual and that's fine.
1: Oh, yes. But he's also a man of God. They sing, they pray, they do church things that people do at church. But near the end of the service, Sam hears a really loud like ringing or beeping sound and only she can hear it. So her vision starts to blur and her breathing's super shallow and it's at this point I start to get really excited because I'm like, "Yes, yeah, she's gonna die. Finally!
0: <laughs> it's not gonna happen We're... no it doesn't this book oh, is crazy. a disappointment
1: <laughs> she doesn't die
0: she just has like uh, an experience where she sees God and talks to him let me guess mm,
1: you're not completely off so her dad and Elvis they are sitting next to her and they're still with her in the church like she's in the pew and I have no clue where everyone else went but I guess we'll never know because Patricia just kind of left that out but as I got further in which I feel like she should have mentioned this detail at this point in the story psych she later puts in there that literally every Everybody's in the church just kind of watching this happen, which is somehow even worse. Uh, I
0: feel like everyone would have left the church because she would have like passed out when they were singing and they're like, which? And then
1: they just run away. (laughs) Yeah, she's like actually in Salem, Massachusetts. Who knew? (laughs)
0: Witchcraft. Right. I heard she went to Salem last month, and that's why she passed out listening to the church music.
1: It's those trendy kids drinking their designer coffee at the cemetery. They casted a spell on her. Dead people can't have friends. So Sam starts to cry again, and I'm like, but this time it's because she wants her mama. So she's like crying. She's like, I want my mama. Her dad said, Your mama is with you. And the sound that she's hearing is so loud that she feels that she's like going to be sick. So like that ring.
0: That's my other thing, too. Like, God said. her Elvis. I think she really just wanted her mom back, God. Like, what what kind of sick joke is this? It's a
1: prank. (laughs) It was meant to be a prank, but then she fell in love with him, so I don't know. Sam's dad tells her that he knows who Elvis is and why he is here, so apparently God communicated this with Elvis. They, like, devise this whole plan. I don't know. So then she begs Elvis not to go. She's like, please don't go, please don't go, but she can feel him and, like, his presence fading away. So he tells her that it's time for him to go, but he will always be around and be with her. Wait, so he (laughs)
0: hold on. he's like yeah you have to go to church otherwise god's gonna take me
1: and then he got her to go to church and he's like psych i'll believe it anyway it's what? a loose situation elvis gets up from the seat next to sam he walks up to the front of the church and a blinding white light appears behind him and he starts to sing and he doesn't walk into the light instead he goes back to sam and he's singing like this entire time he pulls her to her feet he places and i'm thinking of this hand placement it's so weird to me he places one hand on her forehead and one on the back of her neck so he's holding her this is he her chiropractor? Oh, and then the building shook after he grabbed her like this. The building shook. I just don't get it. It's just hold on. I, just, I don't like, know how there's things are gonna get crazy. Oh, is there more to oh, this? Oh, there's so much more. Like you are gonna get to it, and you're gonna be like, I fucking knew it. So her legs are very weak, and she feels like they're just gonna give out. But all of a sudden, she starts to float into the bright light, and it's also at this point where I'm like, yeah she is gonna die. Fuck yeah! Alas, I am still disappointed
0: i expected nothing and i'm still disappointed
1: well she's thinking to herself during all this am i going to heaven and like somebody whispers from far off and they were like no and i was really hoping that they'd follow it up with you're going to hell but again disappointment (laughs) am i going to heaven no So then a bunch of memories come rushing at her. Her mother's diagnoses and then her mother's death. And all of a sudden she feels herself like physically coming back to earth. She opens her eyes and she's in the hospital.
0: Okay, this is escalated into such a weird event. She's
1: in the hospital. It turns out that the ringing slash beeping sound that she kept hearing was from her hospital room.
0: Oh my god, this whole thing is that trope of like she was in a fucking coma. Just wait. (laughs) I'm killing myself. I don't want to know the end. I'm so annoyed. No. She went to Massachusetts and when they got in the wreck and she hit her head, she went to the hospital. Boom. That's why Heather's not the shitty friend that you said
1: she was. All right. Keep going. (laughs) You're so proud of yourself because you figured this out. But there's more detail. There is more detail to this. So yes, a nurse comes in and Sam tries to communicate with her. The nurse notices and she starts to freak out. Her dad is sleeping on the couch and the nurses are like, wake up. She's awake and everybody's freaking out. I don't think that's how medical professionals are supposed to react but I've seen a couple episodes of Grey's Anatomy so I can attest that apparently that's how they react.
0: In their defense, we're not supposed to overreact in a crisis and I saw a crisis once and I threw my coffee mug down the hallway and screamed, oh shit. It was on my eval. That was that was a good year.
1: Sam asked her dad where Elvis is. So like they take the oxygen mask off her and she's like, where's Elvis? That is her first question. And her dad pulls out a CD player where he has been playing Elvis music for her every single day that she has been out in a coma. So she asks multiple people that come in to visit her, family, friends, hospital staff, whatever, why she passed out in church. And then I have in my notes here, Jesse, take a guess on how she got here, but you already figured it out.
0: I'm also wondering if he's like playing Elvis and she's in this coma, like dreaming about Elvis. Is she just like moaning the whole time in this coma while her dad is like, well, this is weird. Like when they're dry humping each other on the picnic table. <laughs> and she is like slobbering all over herself and he's like I don't understand what's
1: happening. So he told her that she has been in the hospital for like multiple weeks because her and Heather were in a terrible car accident. Heather's okay and she was not seriously injured. Uh, turns out Heather walked away with just a couple of cuts and deep bruises. But Sam on the other hand was severely injured due to shattering the entire front windshield with her head. She had to have hit that bitch hard. The back windshield you gotta look out for it here. So she questions why everything with Elvis feels so so real. Apparently this bitch knows the difference between reality and a dream and she's like, this was not a dream. Like, this was real. Her dad's response is that it was just God's way of protecting her from the physical pain, but this is nothing compared to her current state of heartbreak that she's feeling, finding out that her and Elvis never were actually an item.
0: Imagine that. God didn't send you a guardian angel of a dead rock star? Weird.
1: Eventually, she's released, she goes back home, and she goes back to normal life. Two months have gone by, and she's still heart broken. She's still very depressed. She often calls Heather in the middle of the night just to talk about her adventures with Elvis and just to cry. Heather tells Sam that she needs a girl's day and that they're gonna spend the next day pampering themselves. I think we've been here before. She wanders around her house. She goes into her home office after getting off the phone with Heather. So she talks about taking all the pictures of Elvis down and just kind of putting them away because, you know, looking at him just causes too much pain. She sees a magazine on her desk that she remembers him reading reading before, and it's titled Elvis Gives Hope to a Dying Child, and she sees that it's dog eared She claims that she doesn't dog ear stuff, so she opens it and she starts to read. The story is very similar to hers, but of a small child named Angela that ultimately died in her sleep. Okay, I got really sad. Sam lays her head on her desk, and she gets very sleepy. Just as she starts to doze off, she's awakened by the sound of running water. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) He's like a stray cat. He just keeps coming back. She goes to investigate and the shower is definitely running, but nobody is in it this time. Instead, she just gets in by herself, fully clothed, and she starts crying heavily. She is sobbing in the shower and then she starts to hear footsteps and then a cool air rushes into the shower. Damn, have you like been to
0: a different doctor? Not the hospital doctor, but like the doctors where you sit on a
1: couch and they prescribe you medicine for your mental illness? Doubtful. She has God on her side. She's like newfound religious. She's been going back to church every Sunday. She doesn't need medicine. She's God. Elvis himself climbs into the shower with her. Also fully clothed may I add. It briefly talks about how her nightgown that she's wearing, that's now wet, results in him checking her out. You know, ick. And she tries to cover herself with her hands. So she was like, oh, Elvis, oh no, don't look at me. So at this point, is it safe to say that
0: she just has an imaginary friend? <laughs> is he actually imaginary though? Well, nobody's seen him yet
1: besides her. A fish- Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> he asked if she missed him, and then asked her if she's scared of him, and for once, she says yes, and then I think that she's really starting to understand how creepy and unsettling this behavior is, but then they start to get really ooey-gooey, and I'm like, never mind, she's still super horny for Elvis Presley. He kisses her, he has her pinned to the shower wall, there's moaning, some tongue action, they turn <laughs> just erase. You're almost 32 years old, girl. Up. They turn the shower off. He peels her out of her wet nightgown. All right. That's great. No, you need to know this information for what's gonna happen. It doesn't get super duper hot and heavy, I promise. He lays her on the bed and they start to get a little freaky, but before anything too spicy can happen, it starts to storm and lightning hits right outside her bedroom window. Sam freaks out a bit and asks what that was about, but Elvis shrugs it off. This leads me to believe that God is hella pissed they are getting down and dirty. No, a hundred percent. You can't do that. It's against the rules. Elvis gets God's hint and he puts his clothes back on after being buck naked. He indirectly tells Sam that it's God basically saying that he can't believe that Elvis snuck out of heaven for a hookup with some mortal girl he fell for. So he lays in bed with her and cuddles instead. I love that God was like, cut it out. You're
0: grounded. Counting to three. One, two. Oh, they're not listening. Lightning bolt.
1: (laughs) The next morning she wakes up and Heather's knocking on her door and Elvis is gone. Heather goes on about how she saw some guy leaving her house and wants to know what's going on. She says that she talked to him briefly. He was wearing a hat and he was a cutie. Because you know hats and sunglasses are like peak disguise Where Sam is really upset. She's very pissy. Lots of huffing and puffing like an actual toddler. And ultimately they didn't have their girls day. said they just stayed in all day and they chatted with each other and Sam told Heather everything about the evening before. About how Elvis showed up in her shower stripped her out of her nightgown and got freaky with her. Is Heather like Sam- are you on drugs no she never questions it she just believes her if you came (laughs) to me and you told me something similar i would be like oh that's crazy jesse hey ryan do me a favor and call sass i would just drive you there myself i'd be like jonah we're
0: going to texas roadhouse (laughs) Wuchi," and then you'd be so excited and then i'd be like oh but we have to stop here first and then i would just push you in the doors gently and tell the receptionist call me when you get this figured out
1: months goes by she has not seen Elvis again. She tries to keep herself busy, but she just can't stop wondering when she'll see him again. Her dad and her, luckily they are getting closer by the day. She's back to going to church every single week. Holidays come and go. We're getting close to the very end. We're almost there. One night, she's laying in bed and she sees her diary. Remember the diary that she wrote in before where she was like, fuck you, God! I'm so pissed off at you. That one. Yeah, and I told you that
0: we should start writing our own letters to God, but in paint on my office wall. She writes to God
1: again. She thanks him for sending her an angel and for never giving up on her. After writing, she says that she feels better. She feels lighter, like a weight has been lifted off of her chest. She vowed to pray more often and to talk to him more. After tossing and turning in bed all night, she heavily considers going to Memphis, Tennessee and going to Graceland. You know you know what that is, right? Okay. Yeah, I've been there. Oh, I haven't. But my mother-in-law's water broke there with my brother-in-law. Yeah, my
0: parents it. wanted to go there for vacation, and they told me that if I wanted to bring my best friend story that we had to watch this like Elvis TV series every Sunday night with them. So we spent several weeks doing that so that we could go on vacation together.
1: My parents never took me on vacations. In second grade, I put in my time capsule. My favorite place to go on vacation is Danville, Illinois. I never went anywhere until I was 14. But um, all the vacations I took with friends, the only requirement was that I had to bring my own money and pay my own way. (laughs) makes me sad.
0: I should have taken you on vacation. (laughs)
1: We can still go. Oh no, I would have annoyed the shit out of you. If like 10 minutes into the car ride, you'd be like drop her off at the nearest fire station. I mean, I usually took Benadryl
0: everywhere with me because I had lots of allergies. I probably would have just crushed some up in your food.
1: True. That's effective. She thinks that her going to Memphis, Tennessee will allow her to find more comfort in her life in terms of being closer to things that were very important to Elvis. I mean, what the fuck ever, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So first thing in the morning, she packed a bag and she gets the first flight to Memphis. When she arrives she goes to the to the meditation gardens I don't know I've never been. She says that she goes to the meditation gardens which is apparently Elvis's final resting place. This is just what I learned from the book. I don't know if that's true or not I didn't go there.
0: All I really remember about it is some giant sprinklers that had nothing to do with Elvis and I know that's gonna piss my mom off so bad because she's always like I took you so many places and you
1: don't remember any of the. I remember the sprinklers Paula. <laughs> yeah there you go. On the night of his birthday, fans were walking to his gravesite and they were paying their respects or whatever the fuck you do for a dead celebrity. She talks to his headstone and tells him that she misses him very much to stop having unannounced shower moments with her and how she's going to start taking baths instead. Could you imagine? I would be calling fucking security. Security? Security?! We have a crazy lady talking to the headstone. Get her out. She's saying something about baths and showers. Some dude overhears her. And instead of calling security... He tells her that her secret is safe with him. What's her secret? That she talks to headstones? I feel
0: like it would have been way cooler if he would have been like, yeah, Elvis comes in my shower too. It's so (laughs) scary. (laughs) Because he's actually just a random crackhead that's just hanging out there. I should write a book. I would write the best fucking book.
1: You can write the third installment to the series.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The one where Hitler comes back from Satan.
1: They strike up conversation and he and Drew, <laughs> they strike up conversation and he and Drew, they strike up conversation and he introduces himself as Steve. Steve, the secret keeper. I love that. <laughs> Sam sees this as a sign from Elvis. She invited Steve to have hot chocolate with her. She asked Steve if he's married, to which I assume he isn't because they walk off into the distance together. The end. Oh, Jesus. Okay. What the fuck is the second one about? Well, so the beauty with Amazon is whenever you look at most books it lets you have like a little peek inside where you can read the first like half of the chapter or whatever of chapter one so i opened it and i got to like the second page and i was like i'm bored and it was just about how she was cuddling in bed with elvis and i was like wait <laughs> now part of me kind of wants to read the second book just to figure out how the fuck he ended up back here and also like what happened to steve well, but steve i'm not probably
0: died so she hates god all over again and then we're just gonna redo the whole thing
1: first it's mom then it's steve the secret keeper and then Daddy probably. I don't know. And then Daddy's Church. (laughs) Maddie at Daddy's Church. Jenna, out of five stars, where would you rate this book? Well, if you guys go on the Amazon and you go and you type in Eternal Flame by Patricia Garber, um, I actually left a really nice review. Um, I gave it a solid two stars because this book kind of fucking sucked. If you, should I just like read what my Amazon thing is? I absolutely want you to. Went on Amazon right before Jesse and I hopped on to record this and i was just like you know some of the reviews i'm curious to know what other people thought about this book and there were a lot of five-star reviews some lady was like patricia knows elvis and the way he acts bitch do you because i doubt patricia does she's never even been to atlanta georgia so i kept scrolling and there was one and it was by what was their name sheree sheree i think that's Uh. how it's pronounced yeah sheree sheree and sheree sheree said that she loved this book so much that she bought it for several of her family and friends uh so I decided that I was going to write my own Amazon review, give it two stars. And I said, I said, my weird cousin, Cherie bought this book for me and several members of my family and friends. Solid two stars for me. Cause it kind of sucked. Expected more passion and less God. So let's see if Amazon decides to post that review. I guess we'll find out. That's the funniest thing that's happened all day. I don't know who Cherie is, but I have a feeling she's going to see my comment and then report it as abusive. Maybe she should lighten up. I
0: also don't think that her family invites her to Christmas anymore.
1: Oh, God, no. She gives the worst white elephant gifts. I think they're like sincere gifts. I don't
0: even think they're supposed to be funny. I think
1: she genuinely believes
0: everyone would want to read this book. Cherie's
1: on crack. Apparently, if she thinks this book is fucking good, everybody's like, wow, you wrote Elvis so well. Somebody even went so far to call her Trish. And I'm like, oh, so we're just calling Patricia Trish now. We're on a nickname basis with the author. She held a gun to your head and made you write this fucking five star review. Well, I'm really glad that this book is over, but getting into what we're getting into next week is gonna be rough you sent me some snippets i'm not sure if i want to do this book at all Uh, but we're in too deep so we're gonna have to i've told you
0: guys about my friend andres and how he has a gaming channel called pillowcat he'll be on with us next week to talk about the book but also his gaming channel because he recommended this book which is a manga i don't know if i'm saying that right and it is called magical shopping arcade so far what I've figured out is that the arcade is actually their town. I don't fucking know. I've been very confused. I have to read this book backwards. It is difficult and basically it's just like a 12 year old boy wrote it and then drew the characters because all of their breasts are very exposed and it is um very interesting. Apparently their town gets taken over so they keep traveling to other worlds where their town exists so like a metaverse. I don't know. We're gonna get into it next week. I was really excited to do this with my friend Andres because him and his wife, like I said, have the gaming channel that I love. But then they decided to play a game called Cult of the Lamb and then they sacrificed me in that game
1: and so i'm basically bringing him on here to bully him and we love doing that bullying is good bully people don't anybody tell you bullying is bad that's so bad all right, right so
0: that's a wrap for eternal flame jenna i think you did a great job presenting that i want to be you when i grow up if you feel like being a fucking problem go on over to spotify or apple podcasts and subscribe to those leave us a review a nice comment we sure appreciate it And if you want to just go the next level of being the fucking problem, you can go ahead and follow our Instagram at literally unhinged pod and give us your book recommendations at literally unhinged pod at gmail.com.